ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined by a man who is revving up the road to Wrestlepalooza. It's Captain Tibbs. And everybody, it's going to be a palooza you're never going to forget. We're already firmly on the road after an amazing Regal Rumble. What do we got today, Silves? Well, I mean, let's not forget, we already know one of the big marquee matches that are going to be happening at Wrestlepalooza. The Dylan versus the winner of this year's Regal Rumble, the Jebeduk in what is set to be an absolutely epic clash between men. I mean, let's not forget that Dylan is a man who has been carrying the banner of the JWF since the birth of Ignition. Meanwhile, the Jebeduk was a man who carried the banner for our developmental system, JXT. This is a battle of true champions at Wrestlepalooza. Uh-huh, and it's one of the matches that you know you can never miss. That is right. But for now, Tibbs, we still have got a few other matches to figure out. So why don't we look at our power rankings to see who might be playing and who might be losing on the road to Wrestlepalooza. Up first, we've got our women's division. And Tibbs, shockingly absent from that division, is our former champion, Val Curry, who lost her championship to the woman known as Ayana at the Regal Rumble. And now she's not even in the top three on the power rankings. You know that is not good for the daughter of the sea to find. Oh, not at all, Sills. That means that's a lot of work for Val Curry to even get back in championship contention. That's right, but tied for second place, Phoenix Driver and Emily Ireland. One victory and one loss to their record. And let's not forget, both of those women started out the Women's Regal Rumble, and both of them seemed to almost want to Iron Man it, go the whole distance. But of course, things did not turn out that well for them because it was, of course, won by the woman known as Tiffany in what was ironically her first match here in the JWF. Very... Very strange, huh, Sills? But, uh, you know, I can't argue with the, with the results. That is right. But then sitting at number one in our division and someone that Ayana has not come face-to-face -face with in a very long time is the high-flying Skilla, the Thriller, the Killer, number one contender. And, Tibbs, let me tell you something. She is a gal that the entire JWF universe has been rallying behind. Exactly, Sills. High energy, great move set. She's got something that'll pop the crowd every single night. Everybody loves her. That is right. But now let's move on to our tag team division, which is looking more and more sparse by the week, Tibbs. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, anytime we say, well, maybe this, this person can take down our tag team champions, Demon Inc., Demon Inc. finds a way to slice right through them. Take, take for example, example, number two in the power rankings, the wild-eyed Southern boys. Men who are adrenaline-fueled heading into that cage match at the Regal Rumble against Demon Inc., but we say they love to fight, but it was that love of the fight that led to their loss, unfortunately. Uh-huh, still, unfortunately, uh, in a cage match situation, which is what they were fighting in, sometimes the will to fight overpowers your will to escape and win the match. That is right, and then, of course, number three, Bananas in Pajamas. One, or, uh, one victory, two losses, but they are, of course, one of the most decorated tag teams we have in this division. But at number one, one loss, 
one victory. The tag team known as Legion, led by the demonic man known as Croc. And of course, like we said, any tag team that steps up usually gets stepped on. But I don't know if that's going to be the case this Wednesday. Because on JWF Defiance, these teams are coming face-to-face. -face Demon Inc. versus Legion. And that is going to be a can't-miss matchup. Uh-huh, you can only hope that Legion will be able to find some cracks in the defenses of our tag team champions because nobody else has been able to do that so far. That is right, but now on to the real bread and butter, the men's singles division. Sitting at number five is a man who, Tibbs, I am shocked to see has fallen this far in the form of the king of the hill himself, Robert Hill. Three victories, but five losses. And I will say all of those losses have been consecutive. Ever since the birth of JWF Defiance, Robert Hill has been fighting in the J1 tournament, that epic tournament, but he has not been able to buy a victory at this point. No, Sills, I think with Robert Hill, he's finally, the schedule's starting to get to him. That's what it looks like to me, Sills. I mean, uh, having to wrestle as regularly as uh, Robert Hill has, I think that it's really gotten to uh, gotten to the point where some of his bigger weaknesses are showing and he hasn't been able to, to acclimate to them. That's right, sitting at number four, though. The man known as Blake Tanner coming off a big loss against the man known as the Nightmare Ghazi. Then at number three, a man we were all excited to see win the brand new JWF Defiant Championship. Uh, the man's a dragon, Tibbs, and he is Falcor the Stoppable. You know what, Sills? I think we got to remove the Stoppable from his name at one point, but people don't like it when I change names, so may, may need to leave it off and just let Falcor enjoy his Defiant Championship. That's right. Then at number two in the power rankings, the man was number one contender last month, had the opportunity to go up against the Dylan for the JWF championship, but instead eschewed that opportunity to instead face Momoa Curry at the Regal Rumble. But unfortunately, that loss to Momoa Curry and the loss the previous Friday to Kid Bandit is what has led Scotty Moore to lose that opportunity entirely. Uh-huh, which is... Ironic, Sills, given who <laughs> who is the top of our power rankings right now, and seeing as he's a man that's going to go to Wrestlepalooza no matter what. That is right. The winner of this year's Regal Rumble, the man known as the Jebedum, who went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Nightmare for, I'll say, damn near five minutes after the last man was eliminated in the Rumble. Tibbs, the, they had their own match ready at the end of the Regal Rumble. They had went through so much hell, but those two men wanted victory so badly that they were willing to fight an entire damn match after for it. Exactly, Sills. We had to add on extra time just for that. Those two, they would not quit. That is right, but unfortunately for the Nightmare the man known as the Jebeduk came out successful, and we will hear from the man known as the Dylan later tonight how he feels about his opponent at Wrestlepalooza. But for right now, Tibbs, we've already talked about him. Scotty Moore, the hero of the JWF, came to the Regal Rumble with one goal and one goal only, to defeat Momoa Curry, to continue being that albatross around his neck, essentially tethering him to this company. But unfortunately, things did not go this way, did they? No, no, not at all, Sills. And I think we're gonna hear about, uh, hear about that here in a second. That is right, because the hero of the JWF is backstage with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what he's got to say? 
Hello everyone, this is Honeypot McRootyTooty Point and Shooty backstage here with a man who had quite a weekend. The hero of the JWF, Scotty Moore. Now Scotty, you made it quite clear that your match against Momoa Curry, he was a can't-lose situation, but now we live in a world where that loss did come. How do you feel about that loss? I, uh, I'm gonna be honest here. I was... I was fucking terrified headed into that match, but I I wasn't terrified about what would happen if Momoa Curry won. You know, I poked enough buttons that I knew the god of the JWF was coming. I was terrified about what would happen if I won. I was terrified about who I would become. And as that match went on, as I started to feel that that violent side creep in, I realized I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop that part of me that was willing to betray my own family to get what I wanted. I couldn't stop that part of me that ruined one of the biggest Wrestlepalooza main events just so I could call myself champion. I couldn't stop the part of myself that was willing to take a man who literally gave me my career in this company shove his head in a steel chair and get ready to break his neck. And, and you know, there's some reality out there where I did jump off that top rope, where that elbow went straight through the skull of Momoa Curry and I ended the reign of the god of the JWF for good. But luckily, we don't live in that reality. Instead, we live in a reality where Momoa Curry moved at the last moment, bounced off those ropes, and speared that dark side of me into that mat and killed him for good. And I want to thank Momoa for that. And I want to wish him one well retirement after what is absolutely going to be a phenomenal match at Wrestlepalooza. And look to whoever is going to be facing Momoa on that night. Mark my words, you are in for one hell of a fight. But now we move on to the future of the hero of the JWF and you know a couple of weeks ago I looked Momoa Curry in his eyes and I said that no one could ever live up to what he's done for this company. No one can influence the next generation. No one can be as great of a champion. No one can be the god of the JWF. And I still believe that. But that doesn't mean we can't try. That doesn't mean I can't try. So Momoa, you have left some big shoes to fill, but I intend to fill them as best as I can because I am the hero of the JWF, and it's about time I live up to that name. <laughs> well, I'm sure Momoa would be proud to hear of that, but now we have to move on to the future, where you're going to be facing an old... All right, all right, hey, honeypot. Why don't you take the night off, bud? I think I got this. Hey, bud, Blake, what the hell are you doing here, bud? I won't keep you long. Three things. One, I didn't need your help last night. Two, you're not better than me. And three, you're damn sure not fooling anybody with this whole hero of the JWF shtick. Thank you. What the hell was that about? Blake, get back here. I was trying to... Uh, well, Tibbs, looks like there is some some trouble going on between the commentary team of JWF Defiance, but of course, 
Blake Tanner may think that he didn't need Scotty Moore's help, but at the end of his match against Ghazi, he was getting the boots put to him by not only Ghazi, but also the tag champions, Demon Inc. In my opinion, Blake Tanner needed someone to stop that before the man's career might have been ended. He was getting the royal help beat out of themselves. I, I, I could have to under, I, I understand that too. I don't think Blake Tanner knew what was best for him in that moment. And now he's kind of acting out. He looks to be very upset. That is right. But one man who has got to be, well, excited, not upset at the end of last night's Regal Rumble match has to be the man known as the Dylan, a man who has spent his entire JWF championship reign begging for a fight, begging every single number one contender to bring it with everything they have. And let's be honest, Dylan's opponent at the Regal Rumble, Mark Plays, he did exactly that. But if someone can bring a bigger fight than Mark Plays, it has got to be the man known as the Jabadook. Oh, absolutely, Sills. Jeb's got that tried and true tested feeling, and he's become somebody who doesn't choke anymore. The Jebeduk has overcome his failures in the past, and he is somebody who can face the Dylan in the future. That is right, Tim, but for right now, the technical spectacle himself, the JWF world champion, the Dylan is in the ring. So why don't we hear what the champs got to say? So let's recap what happened at the Regal Rumble, shall we? Oh, that's right. I reminded everyone exactly who the hell I am. I am the final boss of this company, regardless of what level you think you're on. So you can throw everything you've got at me, every move in your arsenal. Hell, you can take some from the arsenals of the legends of the past. Hell, you can try to copy me, but you'll never be as good. You'll never have enough. And then after you've given it all you've got, all it takes is one big move from me to put you on your back for three. All it takes is a touch of the Anaconda Vice to make it all go dark for you. And that's just how it is. But, you know, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. You know, perhaps you can be like Jebeduk and win the Rumble, have a chance to face me. No, I've had my eye on Jebeduk for a bit now. Now, I didn't throw a lot of, uh, a lot of stock behind him at the beginning. You know, he was a bit out there. But in the entire time... I've been here. I've gone through a lot of people. I've fought a lot of fights. And my resiliency is unquestionable, but there's only one move out there that I don't know I can kick out of. Only one move out there that I haven't been able to fully push past, and it belongs to Jebeduk. So, unlike... Mark plays or Chuck Tibbs. He has an advantage going forward. You see, the difference is what happens, Jebeduk, when I don't let you get to the point where you can take that shot. Well, Tibbs, strong words as always from the Dylan, and you know that the Jebeduk is taking those words very closely right now. So Jeb has still got quite the mountain to climb at Wrestlepalooza, but he's got time to climb. 
That is right, and the Dylan did make a great point during that. I mean, at the end of the day, only one move was ever able to pin him, and it was Jeb's signature Duke of World back at crossing the line earlier this year. So now at this point, I think Jebedook might think he has an easy path to walk, but you know the champ will not leave that path that easy. But speaking of champions, why don't we talk about our brand new defiant champion known as Falcor the Stoppable, a man who came into the Regal Rumble, in my opinion, Tibbs, uh, just uh, itching to prove himself. At the end of the day, when we blended our developmental roster into JWF, Falcor was one of those guys who always had that one loss, that one loss to never claim the JXT championship under his belt. But last night, he finally managed to slay that demon and claim a championship. Uh-huh, the bridesmaid is no longer a bridesmaid. That is right, and I guess we are going to go backstage right, near to, right now to hear from the bride himself, Falcor the Stoppable. Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald backstage here with your brand new JWF Defiant Champion, Falcor the Stoppable. Now, Falcor is the first ever and possibly only ever Dragon Champion in JWF history. How do you react to those who have claimed that you don't belong here in the JWF? Well, yeah, you know what? You're right, McDonald. There are multiple people who thought this, this world of the JWF wasn't ready for a dragon. They said I was too silly, that I was just a gimmick, a one-note character that got more than he ever deserved. They called me an embarrassment. But you see, I never took those claims seriously because, to me, this company has more than enough embarrassments here before I came along, if you know what I mean. I mean, you had right-wing psychopaths like AJ Steele running wild on the airwaves. Your biggest title, the JWF Championship, was held by men like Guy Fieri, the food man, and, and Chuck Tibbs. I don't even know what he is. And your tag team championships have been held by fools like Bananas in Pajamas, the guys that do the drinking thing and they party a lot. I mean, yet it's because of the fact that I am... A seven-foot-tall, very jacked, pink dragon man that they said I don't belong here. Okay, I'll let you figure that out where we went wrong with that, okay? And right now, I am just going to stand here as your JWF Defiant Champion. And I will prove each and every single one of those doubters wrong. Because, you know, they are right in one way. I am silly. I am a gimmick. I am a dragon, but I'm damn sure not an embarrassment, because there's another guy that they said was just a one-note character out there who didn't deserve what he got, and that man is now going to be fighting for the JWF Championship at Wrestlepalooza, okay? So here's a message for all of those JWF gatekeepers that calls me and Jeb and my boy Terry and all of us jokes. Get ready to laugh a whole lot harder, because we're about to take this company over. And it starts with the dragon defending this defiant championship every opportunity he gets. Well, Tibbs, proud words from a proud champion right there. And you gotta say, I mean, 
he's not wrong. A lot of doubters definitely looked at Falcor Jeb and basically said, yeah, they're great down in JXT, but what are they going to be able to do with them once they get to the main roster, once they have to compete against real talent? And I think Falcor and Jeb have both shown quite clearly what will happen. They will walk out victorious. Absolutely, Sills. I mean, if there's anything that people like Falcor or the Jebeduk have done, it is consistently prove their doubters wrong. And Sills, I don't see that changing anytime soon. That is right. They have defied the odds quite appropriate to the belt that Falcor now finds himself holding. But speaking of talents that called up, got called up from JXT and got immediate success, why don't we talk about our tag team champions themselves, the men known as Demon Inc. Came up, won the titles, have been flourishing ever since. But unfortunately, that did not come on the side of hard work. That came due to their alliance with the man known as Lawrence Whitney and, of course, the demonic Whitney family. Uh-huh, but if I have to say one thing for Whitney, he has put together a hell of a stable. That is right, the Nightmare Gauzy, Demon Inc., the Devil himself, Randall Crowley, Big Cyrus Crane. I mean, one of the most devastating stables we have ever seen in this company's history, but they are in our ring right now, so unfortunately, I guess we gotta hear what Lawrence Whitney has gotta say. You know, a lot of people think that all the Whitney family is about is gold championships of money, but... No, you see, we're called a family for a reason. You see, we've got each other's back and we support each other no matter what, which is why of all victories we had at the Regal Rumble, and we did have many, the most pride I found was seeing this man, this, this nightmare, Gazi, finally get what he deserved, and that's revenge. You see, all of you boo us for what we did to Blake Tanner, but at the end of the day, that man stepped on one of the biggest moments of the Nightmare's career, and he took it for his own. He stole the Captain's Championship right out from underneath Gazi's nose, and so last night at the Regal Rumble, two plus years of fury and anguish came out against Blake Tanner showing him the consequences of his actions. And now, we get to move on to the future of the Nightmare, and that is getting him exactly what he deserves. The JWF Captain's Championship. And when that day comes, the Whitney family will truly be draped in gold because you all apparently forgot who the fuck we are. Well, two men who certainly got a violent reminder of that were the wild-eyed southern boys. Two men idiotic enough to think that I was the reason that Demon Inc. have these championships. No, you see, Demon Inc. have these championships because no one else in the back deserves them. No one else can step up and take on the champs without being unceremoniously embarrassed and sent packing. 
the VWO, the Southern Boys, hell, we decimated the Roanoke Boys to a point where they left the tag division for good. So you might as well take these championships of ours and hang them in these rafters and retire them for good because no one will ever step up to us and be truly on our level because we are the most wicked, the most violent, the most feared team in this division and no one can stop. Uh, Tibbs, did you, Tibbs, did you forget to pay the light bill again? Not this time, no. Well, the, the lights have gone out, and now the... Well, Tibbs, the lights have come back on, and the rest of the Whitney family are, are, are gone. What's happened? It's just Lawrence Whitney standing in the ring alone. I don't... I don't know, Sills. Did they... Where did they go? I don't know, but I think I've got a good idea, Tibbs. Look, they're standing on the stage. There he is, the demonic one, Croc. And he has... The cash in the bag briefcase in hand. That opportunity for Legion to challenge for the tag team championships uh, whenever the hell they want. I think he is making a bold proclamation for the future of Demon Inc. Oh, and that is a dark proclamation indeed on the part of Krog. He is saying your days are numbered. That is right. We may get a little preview of that eventual match this Wednesday on Defiance when Demon Inc. and Legion face off one-on-one. -on -one. In addition, we are going to see that number one contender we talked about earlier, Skilla, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the brand-new JWF Women's Champion, Ayana, in what is going to be a can't-miss matchup. Sounds good to me, Sills. We got a lot to get through. If we're going to get on the road to Wrestlepalooza, you know what I mean? That is right, but let's not forget there is one stop on the road to Wrestlepalooza, and it is going to be expiration date presented by JWF Defiance, which of course will be headlined by an epic expiration chamber match for the JWF Defiant Championship. You know, Falcor said that he was going to be fighting like hell earlier, and he will certainly be inside the chamber. Absolutely, Sills. That's a devastating little structure we built. Six men go in, only one comes out champion. That is right. And then, of course, we've got next week's episode of Ignition, which is going to be can't miss. We are going to hear from Lawrence Whitney after whatever may go down this Wednesday on Defiance. We are going to finally hear the Jebedook speak after his epic victory at the Regal Rumble. And also, I'm... I am being told that we have booked time for for shitty Terry to speak. Well, it's it's kind of this whole thing, Sills, where it's part of his rehabilitation. Oh, okay. Well then yes, that is very important for us to support Terry and whatever mm. whatever he's go I saw him smoking weed in the locker room earlier tonight. Are you sure this rehab is going well? I think it's kind of a baby steps thing, so oh, also okay. Wait, where did he get the weed? Ah shit! Not my oh. weed! Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, until then, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Pick up merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Ignition, and we will see you next time.